Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliance on tech. Hi, Vasudha. Welcome to Better Tech. So before we start off with today's episode, let's have a quick introduction about you, yourself, what you do so that our audience becomes familiar. Yes, my name is uh, Vasudha Badri Paul. And I'm here today talking about influencer marketing. I do have deep knowledge about marketing, especially in the software industry and hardware industry. And part of the role that I play is the influencer marketing game. So how do we get influencers to amplify what we have? How do we build communities? I mean, everything is about how do we engage the end customer and how do we draw in an audience, right? And influencer strategy is a critical part of that. And right, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So let's start right off. What is influencer marketing and who do we call a social influencer? Yeah, influencer marketing is when you use somebody who is basically an influencer. I think it's self-explanatory. Somebody who can draw an audience, who has a presence in the digital world, especially. And if we work with that person, he or she will amplify our message and reach a broader audience, right? So a social influencer, now so much of the world has moved digitally, a social influencer is somebody who essentially has a presence in digital uh, media, especially in social media, and who has a large audience. And when they talk on social media, or obviously their, their videos or they provide content, a, a broad audience is um, captive and they're able to amplify the message. And that's who we call a social influencer. They can create change. I mean, a really good social influencer can really impact the audience. They can create change in society. They can get people to try new products. They're often a leader. Right. And if you talk about the B2B and B2C space, so what are some of the best platforms for influencer marketing and do they differ between the two? This is interesting that you asked me that question because I'm not going to give you the conventional answer. So here I am doing developer marketing and I've done other roles in marketing in the past. And to be honest, I've tried a few tools, uh, but... Often the influencer marketing program that we have is using our own organic properties. So at Intel, for example, uh, we, you know, we amplify, when an influencer talks, we amplify that on our property. The influencer already has a huge following on his Twitter. Uh, so more of organic influencer marketing versus using uh, you know, a real platform. Um, having said that, Um, A segment of influencer marketing is having your own employees become influencers, right? So we used to use a product called Dynamic Signal where content is posted on our company page and then employees can go in there and take that content and post it on their social media, right? So we are using our employees as advocates, as influencers. So that is a lot of the work I'm doing is right, working with our own people to make them influencers. The other piece is when we have an external person who is uh, who has a following in, in say a developer has a following, we include them in our uh, 
uh, advocacy or our ambassador influencer program. So they talk on our behalf at conferences and Twitter on their social media. So a lot of my efforts have been the organic versus depending on a, you know, on a platform. Right. So, so to suppose you're a B2B company, what are some of the things to consider before reaching out to an influencer? Well, in, in the very specific area that I'm working in, it has to be a developer with a, with a good press, who's already built some apps on the platform, who, has, um, who is giving talks, who is showing thought leadership in the work that he or she does. And then also we check the social media profiles, what kind of following they have on Twitter, Facebook, what kind of groups, conversations they have, have they created some groups that they are moderating. Uh, so those are the things we look for in an influencer. Um, and we also look at micro-influencers, and I think that's a later question, but we look at micro-influencers. People who have met influence in one specific area. Yep. And that is also important. Some of the mega influencers say who have influences in software as a service, open source. These are the mega influencers who go across categories, but we're also looking, say IoT, there's, a, there's an influencer who built a specific, say smart cities, and then he's an influencer in that area. And that's a micro influencers, but those are very critical. We're selling a product for that specific area. And I mean, it's good that you mentioned micro-influencers because I was just going to ask you, what are your views on using micro-influencers as opposed to celebrity endorsements? Yeah, so uh, it depends on the use case, right? Sometimes you want to get broad. I mean, if it's like a <clears throat> developer conference, we want to catch those people who are influencers, uh, say, you know, open source influencers across, they are like celebrities in their space. But then you don't want, when we have a session, say on smart cities or ARBR, we don't want to reach out to those influencers who are specific to that target area. And you might call, I still call them influencers, but they're specific to an area. They, they may not have the footprint in social media like a celebrity has, right. but in their specific area, they do have a footprint and people, they have a voice of the, you know, they have a voice, a strong voice. And that's what we look for. Okay. So talking about content, do you think that putting up content very frequently actually helps? Or is it just psychological that the more you bombard social media with the content, the more followers you will get? That's a good question. I've grappled with that myself. I think there has to be a cadence. So often okay. social media, there's enough written about social media that you know, LinkedIn will tell you that this cadence works, Facebook will tell you like two, three posts that work. I mean, if you look on Google, you'll find all this information, right? Um, I think it's more than bombarding, it's cadence. So whatever the, uh, you know, their best practices for cadence on a particular platform, I think yeah. those should be followed. Uh, bombarding can help sometimes when you're starting for to building awareness. But then people screen you out if you're posting too much after a while there's fatigue. So you've got to be careful of that. So I think uh, have a cadence, have the discipline to follow the cadence, see if it's optimal. That's where learning comes. See if it's optimal. See if you post one more, like instead of three, you post four, do you get more followers? So 
some of it is best practices by industry. Some of it is your own self-learning. What really works? And that's when you look at the metrics. That's when you have the discipline to, you know, look at the metrics and apply the metrics, right, to your use case. So as long as you have a steady schedule, it's all good, right? Yeah, and sometimes you might have to tweak the schedule. Maybe you're bringing out a product, then you have to escalate that, right? right. And sometimes you don't have a product to bring out. So maybe you just continue the cadence. Right. And marketers suggest that brands should do at least one campaign a year with an influencer. How do you track new revenue earned or the ROI or the KPIs from influencers for that specific campaign? Yeah, I, I understand the, you know, I, I haven't read that anywhere, but yeah, I think influencers are used for so many campaigns now. Almost every campaign uh, has some sort of influencer touch. Um, it depends on what you mean by influencer campaigns, right? For every campaign I do, I do use Twitter and I do have influencers engaging. I put out their handles. So every campaign I do actually have, I work with influencers and then yeah, we measure the same people, like how many shares, when that influencer retweets, I mean, what is, you know, who are they retweeting to? I mean, what's the, uh, you know, what's the activity around that? Uh, I think that's really important to track. Right. Um, yeah, I won't go into depth of analytics because I don't think that's what you're looking for. But when you include an influencer, I think it's important to see how much mileage they're getting out of it, how many reshares, um, how many comments? And because essentially, to... that's the purpose that you signed to an influencer for in the first place, right? To leverage yeah. their audience. Yeah, whether you sign or you find an internal, it could be a sign of an external influencer. It could be someone internal to your company yeah. who's an influencer. You can find influencers all over the place. It doesn't yeah. have to be someone you sign formally. It could be an employee who's very active on social, who has a huge following. Yep, true. So, sort of, where do you see influencer marketing being in the next five years? Yeah, I think it's again democratization of influencer marketing. I don't think this whole segment on micro influencers is going to get bigger and bigger because people are understanding the power of social media even more, especially the younger generation or you know they're brought up with social media. So, talking about the young people that I meet, my daughter and her friends, they're on Instagram and they're on more on Instagram actually, and they are becoming influencers in their category. So when they go into business, when they do a particular interest area, they're posting on that interest area. So you're going to have many more micro influencers and organic, uh, organic growth in micro influencers when people get onto these platforms and they use it daily. It's going to explode. And I think brands will have a larger pool of micro influencers to pull from. It makes sense. Lastly, Vasura, as someone who works with influencers, do you have any tips for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I, influencer marketing is one part of the equation. I work in other different other segments of marketing. But yeah, influencers marketing is important. Influencer, I think my tip is actually for the employee because I want employees to become influencers. I think uh, um, because they're so engaged in the company, right? they should become influencers rather than getting external influencers. So I, I encourage employees to post, to get familiar with Twitter and talk about your company in positive ways. I mean, you, you're becoming a thought leader yourself. You are promoting your company. 
a uh, lot of good things happen when you put out messages on behalf of your company on your social profiles. Right. And uh, make sure you use that to, you know, increase your value to yourself, to the company and increase your footprint. Right. And with that, we come to an end for today's episode. Thank you, Sura, for joining us on Better Tech. Yes, and it was such a pleasure. I'm now, I hope to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to WeatherTech. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check out our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.